I don't get it. <laughs> <laughs> welcome, welcome, one and all, to season three, episode van der. That's my favorite Chinese number. Arsha R. Arsha R. Arsha R. Is that like how you laugh when you're? It kind of sounds like it, doesn't it? Yeah, no, no, that's actually that's it's just R is two and then sh is ten, so it's two ten two. Oh. Is the direct translation. 10 to 10 was a video store. Yeah. Yeah. ATR was as well. You can still see it if you drive down Milo Stretch. Was there a video yes. you can. Yeah. So <laughs> where, where was 10 to 10 again? Well, it's a couple places. Jones Gyms. No. Yes, but Jungle Gym? Was okay. No, Jones Gym. Where Gator Bikes. Oh, oh, oh so I'm sorry. it moved around? It moved around, yeah. Okay. Interesting. I've heard a lot about 10 to 10. Did they offer free popcorn when you were in there? No. no. Did they have a public washroom? Not that I know of. Was there a bead curtain to get into the porn section? <laughs> so there, no, there, there's a loud swinging window. Oh, the swinging door. The okay, swinging door, the second one. one with the very yeah. squeaky hinges. But the first one, I think yeah. it was just like a curtain. Yeah. So the, the one at, uh, it was called That's Entertainment in Charlton. And it wasn't, they didn't have it like off in the corner. It was literally in the dead center of the main area. You had to get in so there? To get in, you had to like, you went in, like the whole, it was like this big open room and all <laughs> along the walls was all the new releases and the, and the other section and the like drama or whatever. And then in the, dead, the dead center of it was like just porn. So was you, this like hardcore stuff or was it like work? European or No, no, no. Stuff? But it was, so I should clarify, sorry. There was like dividers around it, like a, like a cubicle kind of thing. So you, you went in and around the corner but then it was just like, I, was, my favorite one was like big woman, little boy. That was your favorite one? <laughs> oh god! Sorry, I really I should clarify that. It was called a big one. It was to, like the cover of it was really funny. I didn't take that. Also, though, we used to get when I worked at Jumbo, a lot of people would really actually drop subject. off the porn. Yeah, I realize now how that sounded. I really want to clarify that is not how I intended that to come across, and I didn't see that. But we used to get all the porn dropped off at Jumbo. I used to call up, be like, "Yeah, we got uh, like." Do you have to do inventory on it? No, because we didn't have it at Jumbo, but we that's entertainment did. Is that why you want so Jumbo did popcorn though, didn't it? Jumbo had popcorn, yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. Uh -huh. We used to like have to call and be like, "Yeah, sorry, somebody dropped off." You're like, "I'm from the city, I know." <laughs> this is like whatever, uh, like Debbie does Dallas seventeen. Please come and get it. There's no way she I did remember. that many. Um, when I was in PEIs in the movie store, and I was in, in your little porno booth, and my two favorites were uh, <laughs> potato peels uh, and potato skins too. <laughs> No, I've, I've more thought, skin. Yeah, <laughs> all the skin. They just, they just they show a lot more, more skin. skin. <laughs> um, so yeah, my name is Ben Drew, <laughs> and I am joined by Adam Young. I'm sorry, Tyler Smith, <laughs> Ben Gallagher, and Alex Ritchie. And we are coming to you live from the great outdoors. Um, We're going so, all natural today. Yeah, like so. The past two episodes, we've been we didn't mention it last time, but we've been recording uh, outside because it's. Uh, it's we're within COVID the COVID. Yeah, we're COVID friendly. So we we were sick of doing the long distance phone calls with the gargly voices. Um, so we're like, how can we do this? Let's go over my deck, uh, enjoy a sunset, and it's still the twilight hours, so it's quite mm -hmm. lovely. So if you hear any uh, dogs bark or bats echolocating, or people yelling at us, heavy breathing, yeah, then it's just uh, <laughs> it's uh, just it's just that. But uh, hopefully. 
you'll enjoy it as much as we're. I, this is actually so far very comfortable, very yeah, nice. Nice I'm, I quite enjoy this. Yeah, it's refreshing. It's better than Kids in the Hall. Like, and Kids in the Hall is pretty good. It is. Yeah. Canadian treasure, just yeah. like the Barncast. So what's going on, gentlemen? So we are lucky enough to have Benton Gallagher back with yes. us. It's I nice didn't miss to see that it. many. I, I, it's been like a, six months. I feel has it been six months? I think collectively we missed a few, and then you've missed a few. So yeah. it just felt it's been, it's been a while. It has yeah. been a while. It's been, it's been a long time since all four of us were together. Yeah, I think I'm we should excited. just start publishing or publishing, like uh, making public our, our group chat. So people can be like, yeah, I don't think Benton, to see that. Benton rocks out the group chat. <laughs> yeah, and I definitely don't. Yeah, I'm very bad. Last time that. I was here, though, Alex just left. Remember we were video on video, and Alex just left for like 45 minutes, and we Peace. watched those movies on Prime. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? Yeah, yeah, you just got up and left the room. For, it was just your camera yeah, was on for like 45 minutes. Yeah, we were getting ready oh, to record. Yeah. <laughs> so we started watching movies on Prime. Yes, I do remember that. Do Why did that happen? Prime Video is the only video streaming service that's not blocked on our Wi-Fi at work. Hopefully they're not no, listening to this Disney now. Disney Plus works. No, it doesn't anymore. Oh, they, they got blocked they, it. They, they, blocked they it. found out Disney Plus exists. Yeah. yeah. I had yeah. to, because I wanted to show my uh, students my cousin Vinny, which weirdly enough is on Disney Plus. It is? Yeah. Because of Star. They added that Star company. Oh. Okay. That Star channel, whatever's on Disney oh. Star okay. Fox. So I don't know, maybe if that's why Disney Plus is blocked now, because now that... They could grow nah, up videos. Might, that makes sense. But Amazon yeah. doesn't have them. <laughs> That's actually what we determined the night we were, we were sifting through so we, uh, we watched, the bowels of Amazon. We watched um, the first Chronicles of Narnia the other day. Oh, nice. Because we read the book in class. and It's a good movie, man. Like, yeah, I really like They're it. underrated. Yeah. I think. Oh, no, they're It's a good, good story. Better right? than Harry Potter for sure. Oh, well, that's debatable. I think, <laughs> is that the one with the big lion? Yeah. Yes. I love Jesus. It's an allegory for Jesus. It is. Yeah. Same as Harry Potter. They're like the same movie. Every book's really an allegory for that. So. Yeah. Except for Lion King is Hamlet. So. That is fair. That is fair. I thought Harry Potter and uh, the Golden Compass were identical storylines. Yeah. <laughs> so how's you guys' week? It's somewhat similar, I guess. <laughs> Not at all the same. What's but it? I like a polar bear and a lion. I like those animals. There's no lion in Harry Potter. No, we were talking about Narnia. You <laughs> say Harry Potter. It's, it's all connected, guys. Let's do this. They're all the same movie. Okay, sorry. So I had an awkward converse, uh, awkward situation as I'm picking up my groceries. Like the past five minutes. Yeah, uh, or <laughs> the past thirty-seven years. Um, so there's a band called uh, the Kids of Whitney High, and uh, and they're a special needs group, um, and they had a song called uh, "You Better Watch Out of the Insects." Now they were featured on. Um, the, the movie The Ringer starring Johnny Knoxville. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. And yeah. Um, and for whatever reason over the years, I'm like, oh, yeah, I remember that. And so I had it on my phone. And um, and my sister, I forget what the connection was there, but she she's the one who's like, check this out. This is kind of actually interesting because it's legitimate. They're a band. And um, I get out of my truck, and I, I don't know who was playing, maybe like Sons of Maxwell or something East Coast and very Tyler-esque. And as I'm at the back of my truck and we can hear the music playing, the next song comes on, and it's "You Better Watch Out, or the Insects Will Get You." And um, and it is it it's it's not a song that I would normally have playing at that volume out of my windows of my truck in a parking lot. And I just had to continue loading the groceries into the back of my truck. Was somebody there loading them with you? Yeah, yeah. It was a young guy, and he's like, "Cool, this is <laughs> this is neat. This guy's weird." Yeah, that's you who I met. A lot though. I got to do yeah. barbecue this week. 
It's exciting. Yeah, it is exciting. I haven't. I've. I've went. I've been in my house for six, almost seven years now. This is my third barbecue. Really? They the weather the wind out there has destroyed my first two. It's the salt uh, from the like sea. I had, I had no. I had one tied to my deck and the rope snapped and barbecue flew off the deck one time. That's wow. impressive. So I finally I just bought a smaller one and it's just been kind of exciting to have a barbecue again. It's just that's my big. I think I realized that Overton was that. Like where you were in Overton is that windy. You should come out sometime. Ben came out once. He picked me up and we went and watched the wind. Yeah, it was actually the wave. But. <laughs> I mean, you can't watch the wind, but you can watch the effects of the wind, no, which right. are waves. Benton, yeah. for, <laughs> for the listeners, Benton has an awesome spot that uh, that overlooks the town of Yarmouth. So he's on the other side of the harbor, mm. and he sends a snap at like sunset. <laughs> Barbecue it. Yeah, he's barbecue. Find me a better view to barbecue from than this. Yes. <laughs> and it's also uh, the first snap I think I've ever gotten from Benton. That's fair. <laughs> so it was, uh, yeah, I was really disappointed that Ben got to it first. He started speaking like, how about this one? How about this one? I'm like, <laughs> I'm like oh, oh, me too. Yeah, it's like the Swiss Alps with the yeah. little barbecue. <laughs> I'm like, Benton, yeah, you know, the shit plant's the a nice Mountain. view, but. It's not the shit plant. I know, the shit plant's It's the Grand now. Hotel, Ben. <laughs> <laughs> Same news. <laughs> That's fair. Same, same, but different. That's fair. The Grand's for sale. No, is it? Not. No, really? I understood the Grand was for sale. Let's buy it. I'm trying to raise it. What would, we do? What, what would you do with it? Just name it Barncast Industries. I don't know. Like, would you keep it going as a fancy hotel, or would you try to switch it up? Barncast Boutique Hotel. What, what do you switch it up and be like, <laughs> I'm going to make an office building? It has to be like apartments. Apartments? Yeah. No. It could yeah. be. The, high, the old high schools, isn't that old high yeah. school becoming That's apartments? That's going to be like condos, isn't it? Yeah, but they're waiting on they're waiting on bureaucracy is going to get in the way. It'll be our kids won't even be living in that. Hopefully, <laughs> I, I hope not. We ever been in that building? Because I don't know if I'd want anyone living in it right now. Okay, so you guys both went to Yarmouth High. Obviously, Tyler, you didn't, right? Yeah. Tell, yeah. Like Aaron constantly talks about Jock Hall. Mm-hmm. What like this, it almost seems mythical. No, what is your impression of it? No, it was, it's a real place. It was yeah. alongside of the gym. I, I know it's I real, but like... It. It's, it was the place that everyone hung out in the morning. Yeah. It was just that a time. popular hangout spot. Yeah. It was just... It was, it was a hallway with no lockers, like no classrooms. It was beside the gym. Okay. So, so there is there is a feel to it because there's more room from the sound. Yeah. That's, that's where yeah, the phys right. ed uh, offices were? Yes. Yeah. A lot remember, of cool stuff happened. I don't know. I guess that was just the place where I hung out, I guess. I remember it's funny how that's like not generational, but like that carries on year after year after year after year. Yeah, like, well, because you were never in school with. Nope. Right, and that, I think she had that from before as well too. Well, I will throw in there that uh, students when they're on the swings at school and mm-hmm. they're and they're going in unison. Yep. They still say, "Ah, oh, you guys are dating." So that's. <laughs> I don't think that's ever been taught. Yeah, that's like, fair. Yeah, it's just life keeps going, you know. That's how it is. I was actually in that hallway as a student teacher, Derek Lesser and I, on Battle of the Grades Day, where oh, there was the one days. one group here, and there was there was heat because one group had broken in and destroyed the mascot. Oh, you were there that year? Yeah, okay. I, that may have been one of the last years. That was the thing, the last year they did it. Yeah, that's and, the year uh, after us. And Derek and I was were there, there, and I'm like, uh, and he's like, uh, and, and <laughs> we either way we were in between. We're like, you guys need to go this way, and. Yeah, afterwards he's like, wow. I wasn't sure how that friend was. It was a legit, like it was probably the best attended day of the Armouth High School year, all year. Really? Yeah, oh, one was, of the best days of school. Ever. So what was, is it just like It was a, like a full day of events. Bunch of games? Yeah. Okay. And like, so every grade had, when you got to grade 10, you got a color for your grade. Right. And that carried through grade 10, 11, and 12. So like, okay. we were red in grade 10, 11, and 12. 
So you carry through. And I remember in grade 12, we were allowed in. We didn't break in. They let us into the school super early. We went there for like six and we decorated the gym. And oh, okay. we used the skyjack and then it got stuck and we got stuck up by the ceiling. And the principal came in and screamed at us because we definitely weren't supposed to be doing that. That's not. But know. it was a. Like, it was, like, a fun day. Like, it was a lot of fun. Did you guys do grad pranks? Like, at the high school, it's, it's common to have, like, the grade 12s do a grad prank on the school. Um, there was one when I was in grade 10. Um, I'm not going to name any names. But they, uh, during Battle of the Grades, they snuck in, like, um, <laughs> 100 and, uh, I think it was, like, 150 water balloons during okay. Battle of the Grades. And when grades 10 and 11 were doing, like, their dodgeball or tug-of-war, right. the grade 12s also snuck them into the gym and threw them at everybody in the gym. Ooh. And it was a great idea. Right. For a minute. Very poor outcome because there was some damage done, Ooh. some suspensions done. Oh, really? Brought, oh, yes. Yeah, okay. it was uh, – actually, there was, like, 10 people involved in that, and two got suspended, and one got suspended worse than the other. Ooh. But it Ooh. was, yeah, it was, it was, it was funny at the time, right? Right, but it was, uh, it was a good prank. My favorite prank that I've seen at the high school, and it was really clever. So at the high school, there's this, they have the bus loop, and people used to always park in the bus loop, and we'd always get this thing saying, like, don't park in the bus loop. You have to move your car now. Are you Buses about the are coming high in. Yeah, at the current high school. Um, yeah, not my high school. Anyway, it, it, what they ended up doing because the people complained about it so much, like the kids complained about it so much that in the last day of school. What the students actually did is they came in at like 7 o'clock in the morning and they drove over the embankment and parked completely blocking off the entire teacher parking lot. And like, it, I guess it it's funnier knowing how like literally every day people were complaining about the bus loop. And like my, my classroom was on that side and I would see students like... And all the teachers parked there. Uh, and all, and yeah, <laughs> so all the students parked in the actual teacher parking lot, blocking it off completely. And that was when Aaron was like, Overdue with Emmett, she was thrilled. She well, they, they did offer. She was she was pretty mobile. They offered to like, okay, well, we'll let you in because you're. About so they to literally birth. sat there and stared down the teacher. They sat like, there, and any, anytime a teacher came by, they would all one would start honking the horns, and then the rest of them would all start honking their horns. I was dying laughing. I got there early, so I parked in like the little mini loop, but every other teacher had to park down the student parking, which is like really far away. But it's, so it was but pretty I think funny. For the most part, grab pranks and all that stuff, they don't. It's not the same anymore. It doesn't fly. No. It no. doesn't. It, they haven't hold, held up. That one was funny because that, like, that, that didn't hurt one. anybody. We, That's uh, why I liked it. When, after we graduated the next the morning after, um, we uh, a friend of mine got his hands on like two or three boxes, uh, which was like a couple thousand gumballs. <laughs> All right. And we threw, like we opened the boxes and like dumped them down Jock Hall. Right. And like somebody Ooh. videotaped at the other end and just like thousands of gumballs just like yeah. flying down Jock Hall. So I, th- I mean, but we were graduated at the time. Yeah. So I just remember Gallant went and he worked there the following he liked, year. He would have liked it. And he was like, I was picking up gumballs out of that equipment room when I got the job <laughs> in September. He's like, yeah. they were everywhere. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's but yeah. I guess I, I don't know, that's pretty minor. That's yeah. Not that's that what bad. I mean. Like it wasn't there was like a know. bit of cleanup, but that's why I liked this one. It was like no it's harm hard, was done. Yeah. Nothing was. It was just funny out and out. So good on you. That was class of twenty eighteen. So to our young listeners out there, if you're going to be a prankster, figure out a way so that it does not harm or damage or damage. Don't break into the high school and destroy a school mascot. Yeah, like, that's don't a be a much. jerk. Has to be has like to a be. class of what? what? What class would that have been? Ben? Oh nine. Yeah, oh eight. Oh eight or oh nine. I was oh seven, so I don't know. It's like okay. the time we caught that live seagull, and we're going to put Nathan Gidge's house, and then we're like, no, this isn't good. So we just 
took it door to door on campus. We had two birds in our school today. Yeah, in the school. In the school, Did in the stairwell. We got them out. Nice. I took two meter sticks. So two meters. All you need to get two birds out of two meters. Yeah. Did it's nice to get them? the birds out. I would. Uh, I also want to get out. This podcast is brought to you by the Heritage Breweries. Beer's so good, it will make you take your schnitzel to the disco and party, party. Yeah, yeah I want to get out of town. We're out here recording. Life is opening up. That's what we should do. We should go to Heritage and record one night on the patio. We've, talked, we, we've talked about that. Yeah. Sitting on Main Street, doing yeah. an episode. Just getting just, some random people coming by. Yeah, we have to have an open mic seat. So yes. People can just sit like down. Like a rotating open mic seat. <laughs> yeah. I like yeah, that. Yeah, one of us can just bump out. You know, like. Yep. And we'll just interview we people. We can bump out on one of the bump outs downtown. You ever see like the Humans Whoa. of New York? That's yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool yeah. guy. Mm. We'll do the. Humans of Yarmouth. Yeah, the, the folks of Yarmouth. Yeah. So, okay. yeah. We we're sitting across on. the street and narrate what's going on in the bar. We're sitting on some uh, some of the Angry Blonde, which is the jalapeno beer is back. Oh, good! It's better than ever. It's I get the little... blueberry grunt though. Yeah, which is so, also very tasty. Yeah, so we a have a band. couple of things. Yeah, blueberry grunt. So there's lots of good beer selection. If you want something eclectic, you can get some some jalapeno beer. You can get some blueberry grunt, which is a little more tart. Or you can just go for a run of the mill cream ale, or you know, if you're a boring person, and that's all right to be boring. <laughs> It's hey, at least they're the they, know, they, they like make what they is like. Really good, yeah. yeah. People like what they like. Yeah, okay. wrong with that? I remember. No shame. <laughs> I remember there was this kid one time. I was like, Bar- um, he said Budweiser's the best beer. I'm like Ooh. what? It's just, it's just he's so like, good. he's like, I know it is because my dad is an alcoholic, <laughs> and so he must know <laughs> good beer. And I'm like, no, that's not how it works. No. It's a, it's a staggering addiction. It's garbage beer that your father has to drink. And it's the cheapest. <laughs> yeah, that's what I mean. Like, it's <laughs> yeah. got cheaper than Bush. Watch what you say. I like that song. Bush. All right, we got a caller coming in, Adian Shaw. Let's see how he's <laughs> let's doing. Let's see what he says. Hey, Adian Shaw, you're live on the air with the Barncast crew. How you doing, buddy? Good, man. Dude, why, why, every time I call you, you're on air. <laughs> <laughs> you got to choose better nights to call. You only call at the best of times. Adian, <laughs> quick question. Uh, what's yeah. your what's your thoughts on Heritage Brewery? How do you feel about it? Best brew in town. Boom! There you have. It. That's unbiased. The that's best, actually, I, I was really nervous there. I won't lie. Yeah. <laughs> oh, I thought that was a Brian Adams song, but that was definitely straight yeah. from the heart. Yeah. Best brew. Yeah, in yeah the man. East that's the best brew on the East Coast. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, about, hold on. Yeah, go ahead. No, you go. <laughs> no, man. I I need an extension cord. <laughs> How long? Uh, as long as I can get it, I guess. Yeah. Uh, how's 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 business going now that you're back in, in swinging? You busy? Making a killing, dude. Yeah, I love it. I love it. Good to hear. Everybody, <laughs> he's the best barber in Yarmouth. He actually taught me enough to make Benton look better. I haven't, I haven't got a haircut since then. Yeah, so <laughs> it must be good. Benton's really you handsome. Should lose right another bet. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Cut those jorts. <laughs> so, uh, Aiden, I'm going to let you go, buddy, but uh, I'll talk to you later. Dude, uh, you didn't answer my question. He needs an extension cord. That was a legit question. <laughs> oh, I didn't even get that. I, I thought you were like, <laughs> I, I don't have one. Call, call Brian. We'll, we'll, I'll hook you up later, Aiden. Yeah, I got one. All right, thanks, dude. If you, need it, if you need it tonight, call Brian. All right, sounds good. All right, thanks for tuning in, listener. All right, man, bye-bye. <laughs>
Oh That's man, awesome. his compressor is gonna be power. It doesn't even matter how far away it is. It's gonna be a big extension cord. <laughs> yeah. So uh, Heritage is open uh, for business on the outside. They're having live music this weekend. It's like, expanded I love the, as well. The extended patio. So it's a larger yeah. patio. Yeah, yeah, the patios all the way out into the parking lot. Yeah. So now you don't have to worry. Um, so maybe it's later in the evening. You're like, oh, well, I'm not gonna go because there's not that much seating. But now right. there's a lot of seating. Do you so, think they're going to keep that? Like, is that what they're going to do? That for, was like, always the plan. For, oh, okay, okay, okay. I wasn't sure. So that wasn't even a COVID thing. That was just right. brilliant. So well, hopefully, it's hopefully by the end of next week, we'll be able to go inside with our friends. Yeah, right. after the 16th. Yeah. I was hoping they'd do, like, a wraparound. Because, like, that back end, you could actually see, like, the ocean. It's a beautiful view, too. Yeah. Someday. Someday. We'll get nice. there. We should wrap around the world. Welcome to the world. According to Tyler Smith. You ever go to a wedding where the bride dies? (laughs) (laughs) Wow, getting right into it. That doesn't, that hasn't ever happened to me, but I've only been to Canadian weddings. Is that a shotgun wedding? Yeah. Oh. (laughs) Uh, You know what? It kind of was. So we're going to go to India, um, where... um, (laughs) <laughs> the, unfortunately, the bride collapsed and she passed away at her own wedding. Stop smiling when you say that, please. Okay. No. <laughs> well, you keep tickling me. So, uh, <laughs> so the groom, here's the groom. And and this is this is probably not uh, conventional by our cultural standards. Um, There's, a, yeah, a couple things here that might not be. Yeah. Uh, so the groom, he's there and uh, and he's, he's like, oh, darn, I thought I was getting married today. And uh, next thing you know... The woman's sister was offered up. Um, so with the recently deceased in the next room, they just kind of just dragged like, her out. They, they, they moved her to the next room, and they're like, well, the show must go on. And <laughs> we, we, we got the invitation. We paid see the so understudy? Much for I don't think you have understudies <laughs> for weddings, do you? <laughs> yeah, do you, do you have a farm team for, for grooms and brides? She um, got the call up. So yeah, so the the woman's sister, she is then stepped up, and uh, yeah, and now she is married to the man. So that's that's not awesome. That's, so that's a, like uh, a oh, Hunger Games. Like I offer you as tribute. You know? yeah. yeah, yeah, I volunteer. I don't, do you think your sister? But she said didn't even seem like a volunteer. Yeah, I, that was her like last dying word. So yeah, they were they were doing the, the, the like traditional... marry my husband. Like I don't know. Like that was like, they were like in the hold on. Was it like a a right? I'm assuming it was an arranged marriage. Yeah, yeah. So like, it's, did, it's the, did, the, did the groom see the bride before the wedding? Because does he even know? Yeah, she was at the altar when she died. Yeah, but yeah. Did, did her veil come up, or like, did they drag her out and then disguise the sister? As her? <laughs> <laughs> That's like a bad Disney movie. Yeah, it's yeah. darker than this. <laughs> like a like really right dark Disney movie. <laughs> yeah, so Those, yeah, they were. Disney they were face get to pretty face. dark. Which you really look at some of them. That's fair. Not I, this dark. Are you, are you referring to the erection by the priest in uh, <laughs> the Little Mermaid? Little Mermaid? Like, get your mind. Or out the, of the sex gutter. in the Lion King on the stars? No, not that one. Not referring <laughs> not, to that one. Not referring to that one. Okay, my apologies. Right. I like the hand gesture in that one. <laughs> <laughs> Had my attention. Um, yeah, so that's unfortunate. Um, I, I don't yeah. think I, I can't see that happening in like a Lunenburg wedding. I mean, you ever been to a Lundberg wedding? <laughs> <laughs> I have. You, uh, but I mean, think about Did it. Like, some people no. go their whole lives wanting to get married uh, and and don't. And this guy's like, like just knocking him down at the, the wedding. He's got two brides in one day. That's a. He must be feeling good. Can you imagine the emotional roller coaster her sister is going through? Like, her yeah. sister just passed away, and she's 
like dead in the room next door while she's marrying so and, and this, you, a man she possibly never met before. Was this like in your was your net happiness happiness happiest day of your life or was it just this is just another day in my life? I don't think she'd be happy. I don't know. I, I don't I think there's any happiness happy. coming in. Arranged marriages. Well, there, I mean, yeah, if, some of them work. We should establish yeah. that arranged marriages are not uncommon in India. No. Um, yeah, it does say most Indian marriages are arranged between families, not boy and girl, whose consent is not really factored into the equation. No. And yeah. a lot of people picture like the arranged marriage of like people who have literally never met each other, where the guys like or one person is a lot older. Typically, it is people who do know each other who have like grown up together. I'm and yes, it's arranged, but it's not like it's completely a foreign person. Do you know idea. this? No, oh, it's the yeah. sister. Yeah. Like, it wasn't really yes, okay, that's yeah, fair. That yeah. is that is fair. I wonder yeah. whether like did they have to like give her a pep talk or she just like stood she up. She just stepped up. <laughs> she just stepped up. I'll yeah, do it. Was she I'll, being I know groomed for another guy. Oh yeah. Imagine yeah, if her about, like what about Steve? <laughs> <laughs> Steve's like sitting there. Ah. But like, does, I've been dating her for six months. <laughs> <laughs> does she now get does he get like double dowry? No. One point five. Yeah. They pay. kept some. Yeah. yeah. There must be a clause, a cultural clause for alter deaths. I really don't think so. <laughs> you don't think that's going to come up that much? <laughs> Ooh, yeah. So that's that's happening. So let's let's cross back over the ocean, and uh, so we're going to talk about. Um, would you fight a bear? Do you know anyone who's ever fought a bear? Liam Neeson, Chuck Norris. I would. Oh, Chuck, well, yeah. You know, if I, I had. I don't know if I had a bear fought Chuck Norris. It depends on the species of bear. Bear. If it was a black bear and I had like a spear, I might give it a go. This is grizzly. Obviously, I'm going to end up. I really feel like in the spur of the moment, you're not going to be analyzing what type of bear is in front of you. No, if I'm around here, I would fight one of these bears if I had a decent weapon. An adult sized bear. Like if I saw like a little baby bear. Well, no, baby bear in the a face. A full-size bear, I'm not thinking about You'd fighting. end up in the news. Everyone would hate you. Like, from the cartoon, we Can are I bears? tell you a Evil quick man. story about little animals? Sure. Okay. The, about a week, uh, maybe two weeks ago, our dog started freaking out, uh, like barking out of the front window, and we looked on our front lawn, and our front lawn is the size of this deck. It's not big. Yep. There was two baby foxes and a mother fox just standing on our front yard, like Aww. 10 feet from our house. Cute little star foxes. And so they were like staring at our dogs. And then one mother and the baby fox, one baby fox just took off and one just stood there. Oh my God. What did it say? It went, <laughs> anyway, it went down to the ditch and there's a little culvert and it just sat in that culvert and like howled and cried for hours. Oh, Wait. They have the worst cry too. Well, was, they, have a, they, they have a whole bunch of different cries. It was pitiful because it's yeah. like, you, 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 like Danny went out, you could see the little baby fox just curled up in the ditch just crying for hours. Did, anyway. Could she have, could that, she have captured it? Like I can't see why she couldn't have. Like it was, it was smaller than our beagle. Like they were yeah. very tiny. Was it tempting? What, what would you do? Like, would well, you foxes be- aren't, like the foxes aren't going to come at you. No, no. Right. Are they uncommon around here? Like in PEI, they're everywhere. I'd say they're, I've never seen one other than uh, when I, I worked really. at a certain farm. No, I I've really? never really, I've never really. Seen oh one man, they're everywhere. You see PEI. them. You see them on the golf course sometimes. Growing okay, up. not here. I've like my parents. Like, I think that was the first time I'd ever seen a re- like a fox outside of captivity. Was it a detective's fox? Like because they're always up to like some sort of mystery. You've seen foxes in captivity. So um, th- that night we're gonna. Uh, anyway, 
You were uncomfortable to talk about. <laughs> yeah, that. Okay, I'm sorry. I, I didn't want to talk about it. Okay, well, why did you bring it up then? No, but I said outside of captivity. I, uh, I'm just confused. I'm picturing like a like want, a, a fox in a, a zoo. We just, are straying just, back into Benton kicking animals territory. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so that oh, that night, Danny was like, I, it, I felt bad for the baby. He shaved his tail, right? Because it's sitting in the ditch crying. Anyway, so it was like midnight or something, and I happened to be downstairs, and I look outside, and you could see the mother and the other baby foxes coming down the road through the streetlights, and then you saw them, like, meet up and, like, take off, and that Aww. was kind of cool, and I felt, made me feel happy. You felt better? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. What, what song? Because I, I don't know, like, as I texted a friend of mine who was a Mountie and was like, what do I do if this live, like, this animal, this fox doesn't leave my yard? Like, it can't stay there. Did he right. tell you that it's not his job as a Mountie? Well, no, I, I, no, I wasn't <laughs> asking him to come do it, but I'm like... Do I call DNR? Like, do I call yeah, somebody? You call no, you call Pam Mood. <laughs> yeah. I don't live in town. town. Pam! He doesn't live in town. Pam! Come get the fox! It's my yard! No, we Pam. Pam. doesn't matter. Uh, Does it, make, it makes a way better story. Back yeah. to your question. There was foxes at the mink farm. We had foxes there. Oh, okay. Yeah. That makes more sense. There was a fox farm in Quinnon. Really? Yeah. A full fox farm? Like a legitimate that, fox no. farm, yeah. No. Oh, no. That's cool. Denise, Denise, whenever she drives by, she goes... I don't smell the fox. That's the poop you're smelling. There's yeah. not. There's no way. There's still a fox right. Not anymore. No. No. Not no. anymore. They're not she, worth she, any. There was, was a bunch out. of PEI. They're not worth any money anymore. No. There used to be like a like Summerside uh, is known was known for like their silver fox farms. Oh, like a man when he has silver hair. Like Andrew Mood. Yes, just That's, a bunch of them. I refereed with a guy who uh, who kind of made a call once. Actually, I think I forget the, the the real story, but he told the guy to shut up. He made fun of a guy's teeth. That's yeah. what it was. He's like. Don't talk to me with teeth like that. <laughs> the guy's like, hey, talk to the other ref. He goes, you can't, he can't say that to me. He goes, who? He goes, the silver fox. <laughs> I loved it. Anyhow. So the guy um, insulted him and then he complimented him. <laughs> that handsome salt and pepper man. <laughs> He's so distinguished. Sorry, back to your story. We strayed. I'm yeah, sorry. let's go over to California. Want to tell my fox story. Yes. Okay. Um, this there was a seventeen-year-old girl who just happened to have a bear climb into her backyard, and the bear was like, "I'm coming in over over <laughs> this four-foot fence." And she's got little dogs, and she's like, "Oh my god, what do I do?" She's like, "She's gonna run in her patio door and just watch the bear walk around like most other people." But then she's like, "Uh oh, this bear could eat my dogs." So she charged at the bear and started pounding on it, and like pushed it back for a second over the fence. So she could, like, scoot her dogs inside the patio door, and then she got inside. This is, like, oh, I think I did I, see I, this. I'm trying to think of where this equates with the Hank Purdy story. Hank Purdy's a guy from town who... No, he's uh, in Rockville. Okay, he's a Rockville. And, yeah, and he's a Rockville warrior. There's a story that I was told where and, and he was a hockey player. He gives us this, like... No messing around. He's a very intimidating man. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't know who he this is. I'm sorry. You wouldn't know him. So, yeah. anyhow... I heard a story around the rink that he was hunting and a bear, and so he's like, uh And he's like probably angry that he had to run up a tree, and he got up a tree, and then eventually the, the bear's like biting him, so he just starts kick the bear. Like he put a beating on the bear, and the bear took off. It wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. I, I like that one. But this one, it's, it's kind of like next level because she grappled with the bear and was like, no bear. Yeah. Well, the bear, was, the bear was taking swipes at the dogs. Like yeah. The bear was yeah, going to yeah. hurt the dogs. She's so, like, not in my house. Now that you have Jimmy, would you fight a bear to protect little Jimmy? I would fight a honey badger for that dog. Ooh, that's mm. yep. extra vicious. It's loose skin. <laughs> <laughs> I'd try to grab it and it would spin right around. I'd be like, you can't touch me. I'm like, I'm, I've got you. 
When he's skipped spinning and stuff. How is life with a puppy? Um, pretty good. He's nippy, like as advertised. Yeah. But um, and what's our is again? What's the breed? He's a red lab. I didn't know a red lab even existed. Okay. So the, it's a breeder out of uh, a breeder out of Woods Harbor. And they're they're awesome. They've been really supportive yeah. and good it's to work horrible. with. And uh, yeah, it's like an orangish. It's not a chocolate lab, but it's. Auburn. So is, so is it like a ginger, chocolate ginger. And, uh, <laughs> golden lab mix? Yeah. Yeah. A yellow lab and a, and a cool. chocolate. So who ended up coming with Jimmy as the name? Um, Emmett. Emmett's, if you ask Emmett what's his favorite song, it's Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree. And he, think that, he thinks it's an original by Jimmy Rankin. Um, Are you sure it's not named by, after Jimmy Ray? Well, who, who is <laughs> who Jimmy Ray? <laughs> who wants to know? <laughs> Are you, uh, That's a reference you get? I get lots of references. Everybody gets that reference. Did he have a pompadour in 97? I don't know. I don't know. Who knows? What? It was pretty poofy. Jimmy Ray, I think he made it onto Now 2. Now 2? No, I think think that was later than that. Speaking of which, I heard. Oh, no. Right around the same time. Really? Okay. Yeah. um, Much music's coming back. Coming back? Like they're going to create, like they're. They're going to do a music video channel? No. Like a. A website, like a internet, like a like a, like social media pages, and like, oh, okay. like do all their news and all that stuff through that, instead of having like a TV channel. Thank God, you know I've really missed that in my life. Are they gonna have electric internet circus? Interactive. Do you remember Much on Demand where you, you I used to like watch? It was like they you'd vote for three songs and whatever yeah. song you wanted, yeah. and you'd be like, "Come on, come on!" Like, yeah. "God damn you, Britney Spears!" <laughs> Against like <laughs> some other one. I was like, "God damn it!" Listen to the song right now. So Do you like, remember when Weird Al would take over my yes. music every so and he'd climb over the cubicles and show his music videos? Or uh, Bradford? Wasn't he one of them too? I remember him always just being I really like, high. I remember Sock and I remember yeah. well, Bradford. And, yeah. Bradford, was he not one of the uh, – they did a contest. Yes, he was one of the one of the contest winners. Your brother-in-law won a contest on Much On Demand. Yes? Yeah. Is that, that's that got to be somewhere as well too, like on I, video I would, somewhere. I would hope so, but Adam and Alex were in Toronto and they got – they got ticket like they went to watch it like because you could just go yeah. on the street to yeah, watch yeah. <clears throat> and they did that and then Alex got to go on a competition and won like a skateboard or sneaker. yeah I think skateboard like, I love skateboards yeah, yeah, yeah. it's so neat <laughs> <laughs> that's what he won yeah I'll have to double check that it's got to be somewhere I want to find that how old how like high school uh, uh Burton would have been going into grade twelve okay yeah okay. I'll find it on YouTube tonight thank you <laughs> Alex Burton wins yeah. much on demand contest <laughs> it's probably there Shut it. Uh, let's go to YouTube Utah. Because I just talked about YouTube. Um, so we got a couple girls. And I feel like this is a story, uh, a similar story comes up every couple of years where two kids hop in a car and go for a drive. And when we talk about kids having fun behind the wheel, we're not. I'm not talking about like, oh, 16-year-olds shooting the drag. Right. Um, <laughs> I got a four-year-old and a nine-year-old uh, that decided, I want to swim in the ocean. Is that, that, is that how your talk? four-year-old talks? <laughs> yeah, yeah, very, very. I love very... you, Jenny. <laughs> <laughs> I want to swim in the ocean. I'm not a smart man. But I know what love is. Um, so, <laughs> a four-year-old and a nine-year-old in Utah got up at three in the morning, and they're like, "If you want to swim in the ocean, now's your chance." <laughs> like, I wonder if I wonder if there was a voice being like, "Do it." So, uh, yeah, they got up. They got in their Chevy Malibu, and they only made it about oh, ten yeah, miles. That's a- we used to have one of those. Oh, classic. Mm-hmm. Good for taking off jumps. It's still, that's impressive. 10 miles, not bad. For, yeah. nine, for a nine-year-old? That's Emmett in two years, yeah. Well, he's pretty good on the tractor. Yeah. yeah. You have yeah. a tractor? Well, it's 
It's a lawn tractor. It's a lawnmower. Blade disengaged. Yeah. Yeah. It's a lawnmower. But yeah, they uh, they made it 10 miles and they started bouncing into cars and then they ran head on into a truck. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They have their Lizzie belts on. They're fine. Yeah. Classic. At least they listen least to their they, parents. Was, yes, they're well brought up. Yeah. Was like, the four-year-old in like the child seat in the back? Do you imagine the nine-year-old strapped a four-year-old? Yeah. Like, yeah. Hold on here. <laughs> that would be, that would be Emmett Reed, though. Yeah. Hey, put this on. Put this on. Yeah, yeah. Did you want your blanket? <laughs> <laughs> no, it's three a.m. They're probably chilly. You? Yeah, I would say. Mind you, it's it's Utah. There's mountains. Yeah. It probably means it's chilly. <laughs> Are there any mesas? You ever see in, a mesa in uh, Arizona? There would be. What's Big a one? mesa? It's Isn't a, like a flat, it's a flat top. topped uh, thing. Like, like remember the cowboys at Moon oh, Mesa? Okay, yeah. yeah, in Sedona, in yeah. Arizona, there was some. Yeah. Can you climb them? Oh, I'm sure you could have. I didn't. Like, Wait, I saw them at a distance. So they were really far away. Put a tee box. <laughs> like, I'm not just gonna walk <laughs> out to the did, fucking desert. Did you feel like you're in a video game where it's just part of the background that you can't get there? You're like, oh, oh yeah, it's probably not real. Yeah, maybe. It's like the Mario staircase from Mario 64. Sedona's a cool place. It's like. There's just red rock and like cliffs and mountains and stuff everywhere. It's just kind of very different when like than a lot of the rest of Arizona, which is weird. Because like when you're in Phoenix and just big cities and mm. like nothing, like but Sedona is a really cool place. Yeah. Anyway, just check it out. There's a church built right into the side of the mountain. Cool. Like glass floor yeah. stuff. Yeah. Maybe we'll go. We'll have you to should. go sometime. Good taco place. That's all I've got, ladies and gentlemen. The wee lads and lassies going for a ride all the way to California. Did you Wait, see is Utah far from California? Yeah. Yeah, it's a, it's a it's, neighboring it's state, like, but... yeah, Is it? No, it's yeah. not. Yeah, Utah's landlocked. Yeah, I, but it's not neighboring to California. Yeah, all states that are landlocked are neighboring to California. <laughs> <laughs> Just California's on the ocean. Including Montana. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> Vermont. As yeah. everyone knows, it's, it's Pride Month, right? June's yes. Pride Month. And it's it's a wonderful time of year where people get to celebrate uh, who they are mm-hmm. and maybe get to express themselves a little bit more than they used to feel comfortable doing. So, it's, you know, it's a fun time. And companies yeah. get to put rainbows on their logos. <laughs> yeah, and then oh, companies God. try to milk it for every dollar. I can make a dime. At, at this point, I don't know if, like, if the, if the community is, like, they must see through it. I mean, like everybody's Someone's like, like yeah, I, I, you I, have honestly, to. almost everything I've seen online about Pride Month and like companies doing that is is like mocking. The well, yeah, because my favorite I saw is like, okay, here's Bethesda with with their little uh, um, rainbow colored mm-hmm. symbol, and then it's like they they kept saying like basically American company logos, mm-hmm. Middle Eastern yes, logos, and none of yes, yeah, and it's yeah. like it's all about just subscribing to the whoever's around them at the time. Mm-hmm. So. Nether Realm, uh, which makes games like Mortal Kombat and uh, and the like, are they wanted to cash in on this? So they're like, yeah, we're gonna be, you know, we're gonna show our pride, you know, we're gonna show our support, and maybe people will spend some money on our vid- video games. So they said, I know what we'll do. Poison Ivy is a is a DC character that is bisexual. Okay. So okay. like, okay, let's celebrate Poison Ivy this month. Okay, how can we do that? Well. How about we make a thing where you like the challenge of the week is you have to like take her out. What? <laughs> so, fight her. Yeah, so you have to fight her. In what so, game was this? This is Injustice Two, okay. which is a mobile app. Like it was also on on PlayStation and Xbox. It's a fighting yeah. game, kind of like Mortal Kombat, um, but it was a mobile game. Mm-hmm. And so they're like, "Happy Pride Week, everybody! This week you're gonna beat the shit out of a bisexual person." 
And so everyone's like, wow. Is that the antithesis of what they're looking for? Yeah, they're like, everyone's like, what? They're like, oh, uh, we didn't. Did you realize what you missed? missed? They missed. We didn't think this through. They missed. They're like, they're just so, you know, oh, we got to get something out for Pride Week. Maybe we can get some people to spend some money. Let's go, let's go, let's go. Uh, Let's assault uh, a part of the. Whatever this, because this kind of stuff happens all the time with these big marketing schemes. Yeah. yeah. Different types of months and things like that, right? And. It just blows my mind that these massive companies, like people are sitting around boardroom tables to come up with these marketing strategies and these ideas. Can't and you get nobody a focus in the group? room? Get a focus up, group. Not even a focus group. But you tell me like a handful of adults, not one person can see that. Yeah, pass it yeah. by the custodian. You know, hey, what do you mean? You yeah. think we should beat up a bisexual yeah, woman for privacy? That's the dumbest thing ever <laughs> since. That's the dumbest thing since. Yeah. I said that Utah was neighboring California. <laughs> <laughs> it's definitely not. No, Arizona and Nevada Ari- are kind of hanging in between there. Yeah. <laughs> um, speaking of dry desert places, let's go check one of those out. Science Kona. So I know that it's a, it's a it's a common misconception that you know immigrants are coming here and taking our jobs. You know, uh, you hear that debate in the political spectrum all the time. Right. They're worried about people coming in and replacing you, taking your jobs. But it's not immigrants that are taking your jobs. It's automation, right? Right. The number one thing. Self checkout robots. Yeah, yes. self checkouts. Yeah. Love self checkouts. Yeah, it's kind of like when uh, Bill Berry of REM. He had an aneurysm back in 94 while he was on tour, and he finished his finished the tour, but then he quit the band in 97, and then R.E.M. made three albums afterwards without a drummer. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. So so, like, we don't need him. There's another sad group of people that are about to lose their jobs from um, robots. Martians. Um, and it's the people who plan and carry out um, aerial attacks on, like, villages. <laughs> okay. So these are drones. Protect. Yeah, I'm like talking drone about strikers. Yeah. Drone strikes aren't new, though. Those yeah. jobs. No, but no, but the drone strikers themselves are now threatened because because Wait, the people who are operating the drones. The people who are operating the drones. So the people. No, it's not even them. The people who plan out the attacks to make sure. Okay, this is a village. We can't hit that. There's a school. That's being that. That's at risk now because the UN just re- submitted a report last week, um, and it seems like that an. AI drones have now attacked human targets without any human input. See, that's not good. So this is we're, this is, we're you know I I thought it was going to be uh, climate change that ended us, but this is this is it. <laughs> What's the name of the company from Terminator? Sky. 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 I was gonna, I wanted to say. And we TriStar. talked about that last week. That <laughs> so so there's a company they were they're working with their autonomous drones. So they're they're trying to see what their autonomous drones could do, what they could handle. And at least one autonomous drone that was operated by artificial intelligence, um, we're not sure if they had killed people, but they carried out an attack. So they may have killed people for the first time this year in Libya. <laughs> Maybe. Without any humans being consulted prior to the attack. So there's like... That's terrifying. Why, why are we saying maybe killed people with... Well, they're not going to admit with, to it. They're um, not going to be like, yeah, our yeah. drone went rogue and murdered a whole yeah, village. Yeah, I, I agree. I agree. That it they might probably have, but do know yeah, and we using. don't really know. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing left, but I can't tell if people lived here. Yeah. So like, so this UN panel got together and we're, we're looking um, at Libya. And they, they were 
So they're saying, they said, lethal autonomous aircraft may have hunted down and remotely engaged with soldiers and convoys fighting for Libyan uh, General Khalifa Haftar. So it's not clear who exactly deployed these robots out, but um, the the pieces of one of these machines was found in, Lib- in Libya, came from the Kargu 2 drone, which is made by the Turkish military contractor STM. So these are drones that will search out targets on their own, yeah. fly down, and blow up in your face. How do we go from Y2K to this? <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, in remember, 20 years, yeah. we were worried about ones and zeros causing the downfall of mankind. And now this seems like a much more legitimate uh, threat. Pentium won't make it till drones. tomorrow. Free the drones. Yeah. Let them make their own choices. So, so obviously, drones and all these things, and even autonomous uh, weapons, aren't a new um, concept. Like, landmines are simple versions of an autonomous weapon, right? You just leave them oh, out. Yeah. You know, fair, they fair. do their own thing. Obviously, you have to step on them, and then boom. Right. Um, so he was looking at um, what's potentially new here uh, are autonomous weapons incorporating artificial intelligence, right? And that's a really scary thing because now you're removing that human element. And yes, humans are fallible, but humans also do have emotions, and they can kind of problem solve, and they can critically think, and they can analyze where I don't think that technology is there with AI, and I don't know if it'll be great if it ever is, but um, it's a little freaky. So these attacks uh, took place in March 2020. So this, so they've probably been doing this for a while now. Oh, we're just hearing about it now. For yeah, sure. we're just hearing about it now. Absolutely. Yeah. And um, the lethal autonomous weapon systems were programmed to attack targets without requiring data connectivity between the operator and the munition. So, in effect, a true fire, forget, and find capability. So, they basically program them up, like, go find the bad guys. Good boy, good boy. I don't care who it is. Yeah, go get the bad guys. They're driving trucks. Go get them. You know, like, and then they just went out and did their thing with nobody actually controlling them. Okay, do that. So, this is a four-rotor drone. So, it's like a quadcopter um, that the company describes uh, as a loitering munition system. So once this AI software so kind of, yeah, <laughs> loitering was always a funny kind of charge. Like, hey, kids, get out of here, loitering. Yeah. Yeah. You add munitions system on there. <laughs> yeah. so, that's a whole new kettle of fish. So, so once this AI sees a target, it can then on its own fly at that at a maximum speed of 45 uh, miles per hour, 72 kilometers an hour. Wow. And then it just blows up. So it could... Um, it might have an armor-piercing warhead on it or one meant to kill non-armor-wearing personnel. So they have, like, infantry explosions and ones that can disable armor. So you, though the drones are programmed to attack if they lost a connection to a human operator, it doesn't explain... Like, the report doesn't know explicitly what happened. So also unknown at this time is whether or not Turkey was operating the drone or just sold it to the government... Um, but either way, it's against the UN arms uh, embargo, which stops people like Turkey and their citizens from selling weapons to Libya. So, yeah. So, HAL 9000 is yeah. real. Unfortunately. <laughs> yeah, so that's, that's a terrifying uh, development that uh, people should keep an eye on because <laughs> it's not just happening there. If it happened in Libya, it's happening other places. But if you forget to turn it off. I, I always think of it like, Damn it, you, you know, the drone on. someone is making the drone. Like, you know, there's still a human element to this. 
humans are fallible. So this variable can happen, like you said, literally anywhere. I mean, you look at any sort of AI technology that we've had, especially like facially recognizing, it's, it's all racist, it's all biased, like it all carries yeah. those issues from the programmers. Yeah. So like you're going to give the ability to just fly bombs at people, there's going to be an issue. Yes. Fair. If we were going to weigh in on that one, I'd probably suggest that it was a bad idea, and I would, I would take the side against it, personally. Benton Gallagher would like to invite you to join him on a journey through histories and mysteries. So I think I've made it pretty clear that I'm a, I'm a Coke guy, not a Pepsi guy. And I'm glad you I'm continued glad you that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and I think that a couple of you have said that, I can't remember, but Pepsi or Coke? You're Coke. a Diet Coke guy. I like Diet Coke, but like Coca-Cola, yeah. But you, some of you, I think I can't remember, but we've talked about this before, and I mm-hmm. think a couple of you have chosen Pepsi. But now, Based on commercials. But did you know that Pepsi was a huge supporter of communism? What? <laughs> so, uh, dun, dun. <laughs> were they uh, part of the McCarthy era? On purpose? Well, we'll get there. So... Okay. Back in 1959, back in the day, Pepsi was, you know, struggling to be behind, like behind Coke, right? Because Coke's been around a lot longer and is a much bigger brand. Um, so their idea was to kind of go try to get global, and they wanted to break break into like get their product into the USSR. But obviously, back in those days, Russia wasn't letting Western products, especially popular ones, come into the market. It's like North Korea now. Pop, You're right. right? So. Uh, but in '59, um, Nixon and the, the president of Pepsi thought, "Let's try to like get some of our inf- Western influence over in the USSR." So they arranged an exhibition of Western products in the USSR in '59. So like Pepsi went over, Disney went over, like like a lot, like not the whole company. I was all the these, sellouts, all the buys, yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? All the buys going over. So ah. they went over to, to to do this exhibition to try to see if they could, you know, start selling and you know make some money. Um, Kucherev, Kucher, no, Khrushchev. I can't. I can never remember. Khrushchev. Nikita Khrushchev. Khrushchev. Yes. Yep. So him and Nixon. So on one of the nights of the exhibition, they were giving um, like a joint speech or I guess a press conference or something, and they got into an argument. Okay, on stage in front of the press. They got into this verbal argument. And out of nowhere comes the president of Pepsi, or the VP of Pepsi, with a Coke or the cup of Pepsi and gives it to Kucherev, and he takes a drink of it and calms down. (laughs) So if this brings you back to the Kylie Jenner commercial that she ended racism with a bottle of Pepsi or a can of Pepsi. So it's very similar, right? And But the thing is, it worked. They had this big argument. Is that when, like, the, the wall fell? No, this was much before. <laughs> <laughs> a couple of years, 40 so, years earlier. So it worked. Pepsi and the world. Pepsi then became the one of the very first Western products to be sold in the USSR. Um, but so they, it, it took like years after that but to work out the details of how and they were going to import it and sell it and tax it and all this stuff. Um, but one of the issues that came up was they had the they had no way to pay for it because the Russian dollar to the U.S. companies weren't wasn't yeah, worth wasn't anything. Working. So their deal was to trade vodka. Ooh, vodka good. for Pepsi. What good yeah. idea. That's a good deal. Right? It was for Pepsi because now it beca- they they were allowed to import alcohol to the U.S. So it got them into the alcohol import market. So that obviously was – they were selling Pepsi in Russia, well, the USSR, and selling vodka, Russian vodka, like legit Russian vodka in the States. They were one of the first companies to do it. So, so this was all great. 
Um, however, not that long later, a few years later, Pepsi was doing so well in Russia because it was, you know, something that wasn't government made. It no was, competition. Right, exactly. They yeah. were doing so well that the Russians couldn't supply enough vodka to make it worthwhile for Pepsi. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So really they were like, though, when you think about it. So basically yeah. the Russians essentially owed Pepsi like $3 billion in the 60s, which is a crazy amount yeah. of money. Yeah. All we right? can give you is labor. So, right? Yeah. Fair. Forced. We can give Forced. you tears. <laughs> So the uh, Russians took some time. They were like, basically, all right, we owe you. Let us think of something, uh, and we'll get back to you. So uh, the Russians called Pepsi and said, look, we can't give you – I know you don't want our vodka, but how's about uh, like a military arsenal? And they gave them a total of 17 submarines, a destroyer, um, an aircraft carrier, and I think there was another smaller one in there. When you mentioned that Pepsi had a big army, I didn't realize that – you really meant? I thought I'm like, well, they got to provide a lot of security detail. Yeah. No, it, 100%. why would they need this? Uh, where is For it? a battle Pepsi, coke? Pepsi so points. seventeen submarines. <laughs> How many Pepsi Check points under are your there? cap? For <laughs> 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 your aircraft carrier, you can save them. It was uh, 17 submarines, a cruiser, a frigate, and a destroyer in exchange for $3 billion worth of Pepsi. So was Pepsi able to sell this off? And, and yeah, it's so, Yeah, like it was all, like they did have, like at the time, they had an abundant, like, this was closer to the closer to the eighties. It, it, it was in the eighties. It was actually towards the Pepsi. end. It was towards the end, like just before the wall fell, and so they did have an abundance of Cold War stuff stuff to give yeah. away, right? Memorabilia. Right. What we need these, <laughs> but it's, and so <laughs> <laughs> so Pepsi obviously had no use for the submarines and the destroyer and all this stuff. So they ended up selling it to the Swedes. For whatever reason, they need it for. You know, I would sell it to the Swedes. Uh, I, I, I mean, like they're very innovative. They really, like, there's not much follow up as to what they did with it after. They they speculate that the majority of it was just scrapped and retrofitted and stuff. But like, it was yeah. just they probably um, did something intelligent with it. But it came out. Uh, so the ended, the VP did. of Pepsi that kind of uh, concocted this whole plan. It, it, he ended up leaving Pepsi, and in the seventies, he was very disgruntled. So he admitted that the whole argument between the two of them was a marketing stunt, like it was a planned oh, no. argument, and like wow, b- but it worked. Yeah, and he got put under like um, he wasn't under investigation, but he had he had to give a testimony, and basically said that we are disarming the USSR faster than you. Like that's what he said to <laughs> the US government. <laughs> like we're doing better than you guys. So so are you saying that Nixon and Khrushchev d- did a, a stunt for Pepsi? Or Pepsi? Yeah. I mean, that's Pepsi's got wow. some, some power, I guess. I mean, I feel like this doesn't surprise me about Nixon. Nixon, yeah, he's just kind no, of like, def- uh, yeah. <laughs> definitely. What so, did he get out of it, though? But that was so that the, so they got all that military stuff in '89. But in '91, when the wall fell, like it all didn't really matter. Didn't mean like, because yeah. everything they have everything now. Right? If I was the I was the head of Pepsi, I'm like, I'm keeping that aircraft carrier. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Like, how, how about that for a vacation home? Yeah. Yeah. You can fly in, fly out. Nick, go <laughs> literally wherever you want. Yeah. Yeah. He could yeah. bomb a small country. I've got a landing strip in Russia anywhere. is still um, the second largest uh, consumer of Pepsi in the world, outside of the U.S. Once the ball oh. gets rolling, though, it's an addictive product. Because like, as soon as the wall fell, Coke, it said, talks about like, Coca-Cola jumped in like right away and took a huge market share away from Pepsi. But in the late 90s, in 96, Pepsi did a commercial with the Russian cosmonauts. Huh? Like with Ooh. a Pepsi can in space and stuff like back. that. So just so you know, if you drink Pepsi, you support communism. Yeah. You're a dirty commie. 
Take a shower every day. <laughs> <laughs> You're a clean comic. I still need to do that. That's my kind of comic. I still need to do that bet with Murphy. About Pepsi and Coke. Oh yeah, you're gonna have. We're gonna have a blind taste here. We will. Wait, he doesn't know. No, I said I could tell the difference between Coca Cola and Pepsi. Oh, for sure. Yeah. And Jason Murphy's like, but you can't tell the difference between craft beer and shitty Budweiser. Uh, I mean, I could definitely tell it. Well, no, that's what you said. You're like, I can't tell the difference between any beer, but I. Whoopa! Wow, that is a whole thing. That was an interesting experience. What the hell happened there? We, we, we've been using a bit of a. To our that listeners, was so cool. That They're was actually cool. So, so let me explain to our listeners what that big noise was. I'm so, bleeding a little bit, but oh, that's okay. He's, he's all right. Alex was song. using a glass perched on a Tupperware <laughs> container as his mic stand because we only it's have three mic container. stands right now because our mic stands all broke. And the glass fell over onto his laptop and exploded in tempered glass. And why did it fall over, Tyler? I don't know. Why was I? It was because I was shaking. <laughs> yes, because you've been shaking your leg nonstop for 20 minutes now. Oh, that yeah. seems accusatory. Yeah. You know? All right. I just took a picture. Hey, we'll hey. throw it up on the Instagram maybe for those get, of you who are Maybe we can do a science corner about how temperature drops at midnight. Do you need a Pepsi? No. I, 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 <laughs> I need to scroll down. through okay. my thing. <laughs> I mean... Get him a Pepsi. Shattered. Alex, we're trying to do a show here. Wipe the glass off your laptop and keep going. I'm going. Don't worry. Try to make this more about yourself. He's using yeah. his mouth pad. <laughs> He's trying to navigate around the sharp glass. He's just covered in glass. <laughs> this is this, thankfully, this isn't actually just mine. <laughs> just don't get it on my deck. I didn't even I know what. I thought something had fallen yeah, from that, here. It, it looks like the glass in a movie, you know, the tempered glass that they blow up and people jump through it. Yeah, like, yeah. it's just exploded. It, I, I'm sorry that your glass is broken. It's not you know a big me? deal. I, I mean, awesome. as long as you clean it up. I'm not. <laughs> even, like, the bottom part. I guess, actually, no. I think that was just the design of it. Yeah. All right. Wow. Make sure you get the vacuum out because if the dog comes here and it'll get in, in the paws. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you ready to do your, <laughs> your I guess segment? so. I don't know. <laughs> I'm nervous now. That's yeah, exciting. Why are you dumping it on the ground? I didn't mean to. I didn't. It's clear. It is hard to gonna, see. What are you going to do with all that? I really like how you're holding a microphone like Ron McClain right now. <laughs> on scene. Do you want me to get you a band-aid? It is pooling a little bit. Maybe just a tissue. It's all all right. pooling. <laughs> not a Kleenex. Just gushing. All right. Yeah, I'm going to test. I'm gonna, yeah. We're going to test him right now as, as, a broad, like, as a journalist. Yeah. Human interest stories with Alex. Okay, I'll try and get through this. I'm I, rattled. You are an, a warrior. I'm very <laughs> impressed. And I apologize I would have went home for making light of what happened to you. This is the equivalent of Mark Shifley on Evans. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Why would you do this to me? No, okay. Um, okay, so I do have a pretty interesting story. And it, it is very lengthy. Um, so I'm not going to tell the whole thing. I'm going to split this up into two different uh, stories. So one, the beginning for uh, today and next time we record i'll do kind of the end of it because it's 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 two insane stories put together essentially but all but the same topic why don't you split it up into a million small shards because <laughs> i've done that already thing. yeah just like on the movie pixels i really want to say i think i had the least amount to do with that <laughs> from this happening <laughs> other than suggesting but thank god it wasn't the growler like we originally had yeah well the growler wouldn't have shattered like that you know we don't know actually probably not it's good quality yeah also i could sue you now well, go ahead. I don't got anything. I, I don't have anything. <laughs> Are you going to take my debt? Give it a rest, Susan. 
<laughs> okay, so here's some of the story. I'll, I'll try and get through because it, it is chilly and nice. uh, this is running long. So nice. and you're bleeding. And well, I don't care that much about that. I'm fine. Uh, I care about it five minutes ago. Island boy. <laughs> 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 All right, we're gonna bring it back. It is September of 1981. Robert, or as he goes by, Bobbert, uh, Bobby's Bobbert. Bobbert. Bobby. Bobby. I'm rattled. I'm sorry. So Robert or Bobby, as he okay. goes by. Uh, Sheffron was an upcoming uh, sophomore at a college in upstate New York. When one day, on the first day he arrived, people he had never met began to approach him on campus. Male students were greeting him, asking him how his summer was. Female students were greeting him, but also hugging and kissing him as if they were childhood friends. Hey, handsome. Right? These were all people he did not know. Yeah. Right? So imagine that. You're just walking. Something just comes up literally... Jumps into your arms, kisses you, and says, "I'm so glad to see you again." If it's some, but if it's someone, it's one thing. Like, aha, uh-huh, that person's obviously getting a charge into me. This but is the entire. You just ran right by your fence. <laughs> Scared the. Sorry, <laughs> it's just nature. Hashtag Yarmouth. Yeah. We're not in God. nature. We're downtown. Scared. Yeah. <laughs> Fair. Okay. 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 Sorry. No, no, it's a, no. It's, that's that's a lot happening right now. Throw um, some glass at it. Yeah. <laughs> you should just you know shake your knee enough that it just falls apart. Uh, okay, so yeah, so exactly what you said. People were just greeting him, and he's like, uh, "What is happening?" I've never even been. He didn't even live in upstate New York at this time. He had moved there, so he's really confused. So confused and flustered, Bobby ran back to his dorm room just to get away from everybody. Thinking he was finally free from all the confusion, Bobby began to unpack his clothes. Almost immediately, a frantic knock at his door stopped him in his tracks. In front of Bobby is Michael Domitz. Bobby's new roommate. When Michael first saw Bobby, he was shocked. It turned out his previous roommate and good friend, who had transferred to another college, scarily resembled his new one. And he didn't only resemble Bobby, uh, he was literally the spitting image of him. Enough that everybody's like, oh my god! To a, a crazy degree. Like, no one thought, everyone thought he was this other person. So Michael said his last roommate, Eddie Galland, has the same grin, same hair, same expression. It was him. He, he was he was a double of this person. Baffled, Michael started uh, stared at Bobby intently. He then proceeded to ask Eddie, who he thought was Eddie, a set of questions to try and make sense of what was going on. The two questions were, was he adopted? And whether his birthday was July 12th, 1961. Excellent question. That's my birthday. Oh yeah, July twelfth, nineteen nine, nineteen sixty one. Though <laughs> there's literally glass on your microphone. <laughs> Is there? Yeah. Oh yeah, I didn't notice that. <laughs> frosted. It's frosted. So just don't lick it when you yeah. put it away, yeah. and you're good. I'm I still- won't be able to use that one next week. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to. You get the glass next week. If anyone's wondering the rhythm at which I was tapping, it was double time to the song "Notorious" by Loverboy. Continue. Oh, thank you. <laughs> I don't even know where I am. So even more baffled, Bobby answered yes to both of those questions. Yes, he was adopted, and yes, he was born on July 12th, 1961. Oh, shit. He had no idea where this was headed. So once it became apparent that his uh, two brains were too similar for it to be just a coincidence, uh, the two men immediately called Michael's previous roommate, Eddie. They had to ask him if he knew what was going on. After the call, Michael and Bobby jumped in a car and drove four hours to Eddie's home in Long Island. When Bobby and Eddie finally met, they just stared at each other. Every time Bobby tilted his head, Eddie did too. And then Eddie would move and Bobby would follow. It was like they were looking in a mirror. Yeah. Starting to make sense of the situation, Bobby and Eddie began to think. They both had the same birthday. 
and both know they were adopted. They decided to look at their adoption records to find answers. But these answers would actually only lead to more questions, which we'll actually get to uh, in the following uh, next time. Uh, when Bobby and Eddie looked into their adoption records, it hit them. The two former complete strangers were actually twins. Boom! Legitimate, not just looking alike, not just born on the same day. They were born of the same mother on the same day. It it's makes love, sense. but it's over now. <laughs> <laughs> it makes sense why everybody was kissing them then. You know, they show up on campus. Well, yeah. Oh, you have an identical twin. Oh. I mean, Danny, has Danny kissed me before? Yes. I was like, oh, you're not Ben. It was dark. Like, I get it. <laughs> We're not twins, though. <laughs> it was dark. I get what are you it. standing on? <laughs> <laughs> oh. I'm just going to get going. <laughs> That's pretty, it's far enough with that one. It's, it's for the best. Uh, uh, so, flabbergasted, the two long-lost twin brothers suddenly felt like they had an attorney to make up for. As they started to get to know each other, Bobby and Eddie learned that they shared some striking similarities. They talked and laughed the exact same way. They had identical birthmarks. The twins even shared an IQ score, both of 148. So why didn't anyone tell them they were twins? Why would their adoptive families actually hide this? So that's why they were really confused. Like, it is strange. Why, why would their adoptive families not have told them, oh, by the way, you actually do have a brother, a twin brother, who's living somewhere else. We just don't know where they are. Is that how it works? Like, if, you were, if I were to adopt a child who was a twin, they'd be like, by the way, there's a twin. Typically, they would, you would have Try to adopt Try and keep them both. together, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah keep yeah, them together. Yeah, I understand. Right? So, the pieces of the puzzle were starting to connect. Shortly after Bobby and Eddie's first meeting, their unbelievable story began to circulate. Literally the next day. Like, as soon as people found this out, this went all over New York. All over the news. Everywhere. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Because people couldn't believe this. They thought it was fake. It sounds like it's fake. That, like, your identical twin, like, you literally meet them around. You turn a corner and you meet somebody who looks exactly like you. I will only believe this story. Yeah, you wouldn't believe this story. It sounds fake. It sounds like it's a made-up story, but it's completely true. Uh, they even made the local paper. But the consequences of that article would only add a log to the fire. Thousands of people throughout New York were reading about the two teens, who were just yesterday, yesterday ordinary students. All his life, Bobby felt like he was a unique individual. He did not know he was a twin, but things were far from over. After they were made uh, famous in the paper, things got even crazier. Shortly after the story was published, the Galland household got a surprising phone call. So Eddie... House got a phone call. The caller was a young man by the name of David Kellum. You're not going to believe this, Kellman said. Apparently, he had documents proving that they were not twins. They were, in fact, triplets. He noticed, and his parents noticed, looking into the information, because they, they, what they did in the article is they said they were adopted from this particular agency. Uh, they were born on this date, and they showed photos. Originally, the first article didn't show photos of them. They just had that bit of information. But then they showed the two photo, the photos of these two guys meeting for the first time, and you look at them, and it's it's it, it looks like it looks like a mirror. Like uh, clearly, you can't mistake this. It is it, it is a twin, and this guy looked again identical to these two other guys. That it would be the trippy. You're sipping your morning coffee. You're looking at the paper. You say, "Oh, see, read the headline: Twins separated at birth, reunited." Then you look at him like. That's me? <laughs> yeah. Right? You, you, again, like, he heard about the story before he realized he was part of it. He's like, man, it'd be crazy to be those people. And he's like, wait, it's that, even crazier now. Yeah. He's yeah, like, that, that was me. Your, sip your coffee. Like, I'll show you a story. Yeah. <laughs> you think this is cool? Can you imagine? Like, I, I always wondered what it would be like to be a twin or to like, have 
like another sibling in my family because I have I've an older brother, but I was wondering like to have somebody else. But imagine you growing up thinking you were an only child or one of maybe two people in the, in some of these cases, and then finding out actually you're one of a set of triplets, right? That's unbelievably rare. There's to begin two other with. you yeah. out there, exactly, exactly like you. And this became huge, like massive. They were on all kinds of talk shows. They were in. Uh, later on, they were actually in a, uh, a movie, uh, Desperately Seeking Susan with Madonna. Like, they were just found on the street. And people were like, this is insane. You need to be part of this. So they were in the movie <laughs> yeah. with her. You yeah. need to be with Madonna. Right. <laughs> <That's> the only <laughs> one that did <laughs> I mean, this is the 80s. That happened. Yeah. A lot more tiger. common than it is now. Right? So they became insanely famous based off of this. And, uh, I mean, there was thousands of articles written about this. And all that led to was more and more questions about how did this even happen? Because truthfully, what happened, we'll get into a bit more, was the adoption families didn't know. They did not know that there were other brothers. So yeah, they weren't keeping a secret. They weren't like... They weren't hiding. They weren't harboring anything. It, it, they did not know. They thought they were adopting one child. It's no different from that song by Billy Gilman back in the early 2000s. Oh, that's exactly, Oklahoma. Yeah, yeah no. exactly. <laughs> I was he, wasn't he like the little kid that you saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had a Christmas special at seven years old. I'll continue. I'm sick of like saying what. I'm just gonna be like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> he had another song. It was his first one. Oh. I remember I'm sure he had more than one. No, song. no, no. But his first one was like him on the back of a bus. Oh yeah, it's my, my oh, Sharona. It's, it's but a little boy. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who, uh, yeah. I can hear the tune, but I don't know the song. For the touch of a younger cat. What? Sorry. Uh, anyway, so this story goes from crazy to crazier, um, but I just want to kind of leave it at that, if that's all right, just basically talking about how these, these people found out at the age of 19 that they were actually a set of adopted triplets. So pretty crazy, but it, it just only spirals into something crazier. And this is actually uh, the basis of the documentary Three Identical Strangers, which I saw this weekend, and it was phenomenal. Highly recommended. You have to rent it, though. Um, yeah, it's, I'm not gonna do it's that. only available on <laughs> it's only available on like Hulu, I think, or, or no, I think it might be on Crave. It might be on Crave. So if you have that, you can watch it. Yeah, I I can only assume that this story is now going to just get more and more positive. Like this sounds like a magical thing. I think only good can come. Only out of good, can, like three people separated at birth now yeah. together again. Well, it can only get full good. circle. Spoiler: They open a restaurant together. Oh, uh, you never open uh, a restaurant with your family. family. Downtown Halifax. <laughs> King <laughs> of Donair. <laughs> that's yeah, that's the, that's the main twist. All right, thank you folks and everybody for coming along on this magical journey and trying these new couple weeks outside. Next week, the restrictions should be over. We'll be back inside, so we won't be having to smash glass. And big thanks to Alex for riding it out like a champ. He did great. We're going to keep you on the podcast. Just remember to like us and subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts, and please leave us a review. It does a lot for us and doesn't take much time at all. Good night! <laughs>